This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hey, what's up? I'm Alex, and I have had friends pull me out of very low places. Alright, let's go back in time. So this was 2018 and some pretty important people to me in my life had let me down. I was starting to feel like an adult and I had moved out to New York City because I wanted some some solo man alone time and I was sleeping on couches because I had no money at the time. And I was honestly, I was I feel like I was just a little bit lost. I felt like I didn't really know who I could talk to or trust or look to to have answers or solutions for me. And uh, I remember that in the middle of all of that, um, I'm actually going to call out my manager, Billy Mann. He's one of my very, very close friends. I was back in Los Angeles and he said, hey, we should go for a run. And I was like, all right, cool. We'll go for a run. I like going for runs. I don't actually. Nobody does. But we go for a run and I I felt like he was going to bring it up. And I was kind of like, don't bring it up. Don't bring up, you know, where I am and that worrisome. How are you? What's going on? Can I do anything for you? But the whole time he didn't like we were talking about life and we were talking about um, my relationships and we were talking like outside, like total like best friend talk. I mean, I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't like bringing attention to it. I felt like if I push it away, then it'll kind of just like get pushed under the rug and you don't got to worry about it. You don't have to talk about it. So I just didn't want to talk about it. There was so much uh, stress and and mistrust and um, disappointment and uh, just kind of that that overall feeling of I can't change anything. There's nothing I can do. I was worried that he was going to bring it up immediately and this run was actually a secret, like, how are you, you know, friends meeting, and I didn't want to have to deal with that. So um, luckily he didn't, and we really just talked about life. We caught up, we talked about the girl that I was talking to at the time, and we were talking about music stuff, and we were talking about what we've been listening to and workouts and eating, and we did this whole run. It was like three or four miles. 
he was like, hey, let's go grab some breakfast. And at this point, I was so disarmed. And I'd kind of really like let down all of my guard. And we go and grab breakfast. And while we're waiting for the breakfast, B subtly brings it up and he's like, hey, I know you probably don't want to talk about it, but I just want to make sure you're okay. And I don't know what it was, if it was because we had spent so much time not talking about it, that when he said it, it felt so smooth and easy that I really didn't feel that, oh my gosh, deflect, 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 or don't talk about it, don't talk about it, or say you're okay, say you're okay. I was just sad, and I was just like, man, I don't know what to do. I'm a little bit lost. I'm a little bit confused. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in the people that that hurt me. I'm disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed in God for letting this happen to me and all of my beliefs were shaken and my faith was completely unsteady and I just kind of got to let it all out to him and nothing was solved as I knew. I knew nothing was going to get solved. I knew that he wasn't going to have some magic potion that's going to reverse the things that happened or change anything but from talking to him about it and vocalizing it my load was a little bit lightened because I knew that somebody was there saying I know that there's nothing I can do. I know that there's nothing that can be done, but I want you to know that I'm here for you. I want you to know if you need anything, um, I, I got your back. And looking back, I'm very, very grateful that I had a friend to help me get out of that low place, which got me thinking, how do we help our friends in low places? So to aid in my quest for knowledge on this podcast, I am going to have two of my good friends, one of them being Karen Ehrlichman, who is a very dear friend of mine, also is a therapist and helps me talk through all things emotionally. I'm also going to be having one of my friends and fellow workout connoisseurs, Ify Wadiwe, and we're just going to talk about how we help our friends in low places. I'm Alex Iono, and this is Let's Get Into It. No, we'll be all right. What is up, friends? It's Alex Iono, and this is Let's Get Into It. It's a podcast that I created uh, where I talk about my life. I talk about what's going on, and today I get to have the best of both worlds. I have a friend that I've known for a long time and a new friend. First up, Karen Ehrlichman. She's a very, very dear friend of mine. She is my wisdom tree. Karen, how are you? I'm doing great, Alex. How you doing? I'm doing well. Currently, we are all uh, quarantined. Hopefully, we're all quarantined. I'm definitely quarantined in my house right now during this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, But Karen, it's not just me and you today. We have another guest, and I've been stalking for the last 10 minutes uh, his body online, not in a weird way, just in uh, in the sense of it was brought to my attention that he's a fitness fanatic. Um, He is also a podcast host, writer, and stand-up comedian. You can catch him on iHeartRadio's Nerdificent and the Maximum Fun podcast, Who Shot Ya? Um, He's also the host of TBS's Super Punch, the one, the only, Ify Wadiway. And I didn't mess up his name, and I'm so proud of it. Ify, what's up, brother? How are you? (laughs) What's good? No, you nailed that perfectly. Yeah, no, I'm not quarantined. I'm actually uh, on Hollywood and Highland on the corner. I'm glad the noise (laughs) cancellation is working well. But yeah, I'm out here with the dude drumming on the buckets, and we we still getting it in. We not letting this stop us from uh, from entertaining the people on the street not many people here but uh oh hold up hold up master chief is crumping so you know we we doing it live right (laughs) oh man my favorite is when elmo takes off the helmet and you realize it's it's not elmo it's just like jessica or whoever (laughs) it it actually is effie i hope i hope you're joking right now otherwise i can guarantee that you should go to the hospital immediately <laughs> no, no, uh, I'm I'm in my home right next to my Gundams. Very safe. 
but yeah, no, I worked at Disneyland and on my first day I saw Mickey without the head and oh. I was like, oh, this is when, this is when you grow up. First you're day. Like, oh. you're, you're here. Oh. Yeah. This is what life is actually Straight like. smoking a cigarette too. Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> well, if you, I appreciate you coming <laughs> on this Mickey podcast right and hanging out with us. We are going to be talking about one giant topic that's broken into three different segments. Um, and I like to call this episode helping friends in low places. Um, we're going to be talking about how you have initial conversations with friends who might be struggling and you are on the outside trying to figure out how to be the best friend that you can be. Um, we're going to be talking about how to manage your own feelings when dealing with friends. And lastly, we're going to be talking about what you can do, how to really like stage an intervention, whether it be something where you do the big TV show-esque, like sitting in a circle and person comes in and it's like the real thing, or if it's just grabbing lunch with your friend and catching up and saying, hey, this is how I feel and we really need to get to the bottom of this. Uh, but before we get into that more serious topic, uh, I wanted to do a segment that we do with all of our guests. What are you doing this week to help improve yourself? I'm going to give you some time to think, both of you guys. I have an answer immediately because this last weekend, I spent both days uprooting dead trees in our backyard and filling it in with cool like half barrels wow. and bathtubs and plants straight into the ground um, because I am now building my own produce section in my house so that I no longer have to buy produce. Uh, so I am building a garden. That's what I'm doing to improve my life this week. Wow. That's, that's next level. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Ify, I looked as hard as I could. There were no Oreo trees. They just didn't exist. Mm. <laughs> oh, man, it just feels like you haven't searched hard enough. I think that's uh, what it I'll, is. And I'll do my own personal research. I need I need to go to the dark web for the Oreo trees. Yeah, I think so. Karen, give us, give us what you've been doing this week. I uh, started doing this morning workout called Rhythm in Motion which is, and nobody can see me because I'm in my living room. So even if I'm not following the choreography, it doesn't matter. But the sweat is fantastic. I highly recommend it. Nice. I like that. I need mm -hmm. I need you to send me the link for that because I get I really, will really send bored you the of doing link. the same workouts every single day. I will. Ify, give us something. What have you been doing? I heard you were talking about getting some dumbbells. I'm sure that there's yeah. many things that you're doing, including going out to Hollywood and Highland and catching a couple of dollars from the strangers on the street. <laughs> yeah, no, like you were saying, I really do love me some fitness. I usually am in the gym every day. Uh, and so since I don't have that, I've been on the hunt for some uh, adjustable dumbbells, a bench, so I can start getting it in at home. And wouldn't you know, but the meatheads also started hoardings and adjustable <gasps> dumbbells are so hard to find. Dude. And when you find them, they're just the most wild prices that they've never been. And they're just like, we know it's worth it. I was like, no, you, you don't because no. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And also, I have also been trying to find a set of the Bowflex 52.5, I think it goes up to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, gains for me are not the same as gains for you. And so I'm going to just humbly <laughs> take my 52.5s and go home. But apparently, I can't even get those. So uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy that you're getting your fit on. I'm happy that you're you know, figuring it out through the quarantine. It's been one of my biggest things in this quarantine is trying to figure out how to come out of this thing. Um, both looking like Superman and having learned how to be a better juggler. Those are the two things that I like. I really want to come, and now I want to be a botanist. I want to like. I literally <laughs> want to. 
I want to have all of this, this whole realm of Mother Nature meets Clark Kent, I guess is what we're going to be doing. Um, but I feel like we have been joking enough. <laughs> Let's get into it first, Ify, you and me, one-on-one. And I'm just going to ask right away, have you ever been in a situation where you have had a friend that you go, man, this person needs some help right now, but I don't even know where to start with this? Oh, man. Yeah, it, it yeah, it's usually not like as extreme as needing to do an intervention. But, you know, you definitely have those moments with friends where you're like, oh, the the path of thinking you're going down the ways of the way that you're kind of your outlook with the world right now is going down a dark path. And I need to like steer that around or at least be there for you so you don't feel as alone in all of this Uh, Mm. (laughs) and that's always like you know so difficult to even approach because if you come on too strong you can almost push them away yeah absolutely i mean i feel i feel like that stepping in situation and and my mind immediately drifts to like if somebody's like addicted to meth or if like somebody is like you know, abusing their, their significant other, but it can be something as simple as, yo, your view on the world right now is I can see it starting to drift down and, and I just want to be there for you. Or like something like, yo, you've been drinking every single day. Maybe we should take a day off. Like I think, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) yeah, So like rather than having like some big intervention, it's more like just really connecting and having a good conversation with them. Right. Um, I have a cool stat here. Peter T. Coleman, director of the Difficult Conversations Lab at Columbia, discovered that the more complexity that you have in your life, whether it's cognitive, emotional, social, cultural, uh, the more tolerant that you tend to be and the better that you argue and not even arguing in a negative sense, just arguing as two friends um, may. He recommends that people try to actively engage with one another more, especially with people of other opinions, different backgrounds, different cultures, different horizons, because it gives you that tolerance, the better ability to uh, accept others' opinions and all of that. And so I think having friends that you can have a very transparent relationship that you can be like, hey, you've been doing too much of this. Or a friend that can tell me, Alex, you've been eating too many double-stuffed Oreos. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think that's true. I think there's like something I've been kind of repeating over and over because I feel like enough people aren't talking about this enough, but it's just like boundaries in all your relationship and understanding where those lie and knowing where people are at. Because I think when you understand everyone's boundaries – it kind of helps you approach things like that. You know how people want to be, I guess, like addressed and talk to about situations. And you kind of know where your relationship lies too. So it really is. And I think it all will always come down to just how much do you, do you care more about like keeping this relationship safe or keeping this person safe? Absolutely. No. And, and the thing to me that I always think about too is like, when I'm dealing with things, whether it's anxiety, whether it is really big struggles in work or struggles in my relationships, I do often think, what do I want right now? Like, what do I truly want? What would I love for my friends to do? Whether it's them give me their advice, whether it's them come over and just watch a stupid ass movie and eat snacks and act like my problems don't exist, whether it is them sending me Postmates sushi, you know, there's, there's a bunch of different feelings that I feel. And one of the things that I do is I really try to lock in the things that I know I want when I'm in need. Uh, Again, I don't, I don't think that everybody's going to want to need the same things when they are dealing with something, 
But I think the more that I pinpoint the things that I know that I need when I'm struggling, uh, it helps me kind of govern how to be the best friend that I can possibly be. Even if it's just something as simple as reaching out and saying, hey, man, I just want you to know I'm thinking about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, again, it's going to speak to the idea that low places for a friend could be something as low as addiction to a substance or abuse. And it could be something as not low as like having a shitty day, I guess. Um, Globally, more than 264 million people of all ages suffer from depression, more women affected than men. Um, Between 76 and 85 percent of people in low and middle income countries receive no treatment for their disorders. So if you're actually the host of the Nerdificent podcast, so your ability to connect with people on a personal level is obviously very, very high. So I want to utilize that and ask, what are your thoughts about opening up the conversation with a friend that you can tell is in a low place? I, f- I find that it's it's like coming in with check-ins because I think we as humans often are on the defensive. Like with every com- conversation, it feels like people are like, okay, what is behind this? Where are you coming from? And I, I don't know if sometimes I find that when you're hyper direct with some people, they immediately want to defend it because they, they themselves sometimes can be in denial about what they're going through. And so you're just kind of giving them the chance to deflect it. Whereas if you're just kind of opening it up to them and letting them know that they can talk with you and just kind of repeating that, you know, and this, you know, sometimes I will. There, there probably aren't times where you have the time to kind of give them the space to come around to it. If they're doing something, it seems like they're putting themselves in immediate danger. But if it seems like they're kind of going down a path and you want to help them, I think just kind of constantly checking in, asking about what's going on their day. Eventually, I, th- I think if they trust you enough and if they're your friend, they will open up to you because they do want to talk about it. They just feel like they can't. And when you've kind of shown that you are there to listen and you're not coming from a place of judgment, I find that that typically softens people and it allows you to have a discussion uh, about it. And, you know, if it is something deeper than you as a friend uh, can kind of handle, I think that is when like someone like Karen steps in and you have them talk to a professional and you can suggest it. You know, I, I, lots of friends, I'll sometimes be having conversations and the same thing where you just notice they almost have this like cynical worldview and just this kind of fatalism to everything that they're dealing with and you just kind of be like, you know, and, and I'll just do it where I don't put it on them. I'll just put it on myself. And he was like, you know, I used to feel like that. And then, you know, talking to a, to a therapist really helped. And just to kind of give them that nudge to, to talk to a therapist and go take those steps to kind of, you know, uh, help them through what they seem like they're going through. I was, ah, man, I, I'm literally doing the like stereotypical Italian, like, hand closed kiss and then like shake it up in the air that answer was like in it was it was perfect i mean i think while i don't have the cynical fatalist view on the world i am definitely somebody who as soon as somebody if you come in hot with me i'm gonna start I'm, my fists are coming up like it's not even a defense <laughs> yeah. like i'm about to just throw on you like don't come yeah. to me being like hey i think you need to be doing this But the moments that I've really been able to open up to somebody, even if it's not somebody that I expected to open up to or a time that I didn't expect to open up to somebody, it's been really, really nice when my homie's like, yo, let's go rock climbing or let's go for a run or let's take yoga. And then we take yoga and we spend the whole time doing nothing but enjoying each other's company. 
And then he asks that question and I go, oh, fuck, you trapped me. Like, you, you got me. Like, you knew that something was wrong and you tricked me into having a good time and now I'm connected. And, and so I think being that person, like being very often that friend that you're referencing to, uh, uh, unfortunately, not a lot of people have access to per health professionals, to therapists, to psychiatrists. And so sometimes the best thing that they have is a, is a good friend that can check in like that. So I'm here to verify what if he said that if you are wondering how to connect with a friend, sometimes coming, I mean, maybe, maybe some people love being told and critiqued and, and hit, you know, hit hard immediately. Like, yo, word on the street is you're depressed. <laughs> but I think most of the time it's not like that. I think most of the time it's about really connecting with somebody and saying, yo man, like, I let's go grab some lunch and you have some good lunch and then it comes up and it's just like, Hey, like, so what are your thoughts on, you know, on the world right now? Or what are your thoughts on your friends or how are you feeling? Like I've been fe like, and I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that when people open up to me, it makes me so much easier about opening up back to them. And so instead of it being like, I am this great mastermind tell me like what is going on with your life. It's like, yo, Hey, I've been struggling with this. Even if it's something dumb, like I've had friends come to me and be like, yo man, like I'm struggling with like, my girlfriend is being like crazy right now. And, and we're really kind of on the mend of a big fight, but what's going on in your life. And that makes me so much more likely to open up. So I really, really love your answer. But now I have another question. Cause this is actually something before we get Karen in on this, I want to ask you as, as like a, you know, two homies, um, I have a specific friend that no matter what I do, they start kicking back so hard. The more that I try and, and I've tried everything from coming in hot, coming in super not hot, going out and spending a whole day together and having a great time and then bringing it up, no matter what, it just gets slammed to the ground. So I want to hear what is your most abstract route into bringing up that conversation, the initial conversation that things need to be helped with, because I am literally at a loss with this person that I have no idea what I can do to help. And maybe it's nothing. Maybe like what I can do to help is nothing. And that's why it's not working. Um, but I, I got, I, I'll never give up on, on people that I really love that I really truly believe in. So I just want to hear, give me an abstract idea for how to bring up an initial conversation with a friend in a low place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know that's such a unique, uh, interesting problem that I feel like sometimes happens. And I think the win in this, and I would look for the win too, is the fact that they're still, you know, they're still around you. They haven't completely pushed you away, which means that in, in that case, for me, I would just keep trying until they, until you kind of get through to them. Or it is that thing where it's like, every time you bring this up, I'm, I'm done because <laughs> I'm right there with you. If you do not bring this up, it's just going to be scratching at you for the whole time. Like this isn't something you can just simply ignore. So I think you're doing the right thing of continuing to bring it up. And I think, you know, you, you went, you went super hot, didn't work, went super soft, didn't work. One thing that I've done, <laughs> which is, which, you know, it can go either way. I've done this one time where like, they've been like, thank you. I'm a, I'm gonna check this out. And I've done it where they just completely lashed out. But if you just have any like trustworthy sources on, you know, the 
effects of what they're doing and just sitting like, oh man, you know, I was reading this, <laughs> you know, like this might be some <laughs> some interesting. This is a this is an interesting read, and like send it that way because sometimes it's just that it's coming from you, and maybe getting like a a trusted source that that comes from this, you know, place of of um for I can't you know what I mean like a verified trusted source from a yeah. professional i like the fake like i was just this came across my desk today and i just <laughs> couldn't help it it is a great it's a great tactic better than my abstract tactic my abstract tactic i thought of was marrying their mom and then you're their dad <laughs> and then you they have to kind of do what you say because they're your dad you're you're their dad yeah yeah your your idea sounds a lot better than mine yeah, but I would try marrying his mom. You know, you gotta you gotta try everything out. I think it depends see, how hot the mom is, honestly. It's yeah. got it's got how hot the mom is <laughs> yeah. is really important. Um, but jokes aside, I mean it's frustrating. I think it's frustrating when you have a friend, especially for me, having a friend that I'm a- actively trying to help. And it's and it's all out of the goodness of my heart that I see the road like you like we had mentioned before, seeing the road that it's going down, that this behavior is leading towards. And seeing that it's not going to end well for them, it gets frustrating. And that is why we're going to talk about it in the next segment of Managing Our Own Feelings. Um, Ify, we'll be right back with you. I'm going to hang out with Karen for a bit when we get back from the ads. And then we're having a big, big throwdown at the end talking about interventions. Dun, dun, dun. But I appreciate you and all of your jokes and opinions. We will be right back with some more. Let's get into it. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the Body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. 
The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. All right, we are back. This is Let's Get Into It. I'm Alex Iono. I just finished an uh, I don't know if it was funnier. I, I'm trying to think of the word that was the most that that describes it most, which is either informative, funny, um, meaningful, actually educational for me. Um, we had a great conversation, Ify Wadiway and I, uh, talking about the initial conversation that you would have with a friend in a low place. So now I'm here with my sweet, sweet friend Karen Ehrlichman. How are you? I'm good, Alex. I'm so excited about this topic. Yeah, well, I, w I wanted to talk to you about that because I think that there's a lot of listeners out there who reach out to a friend or a family member. And even though it's coming out of the kindness of their heart, it's really not well received. Uh, sometimes it's even met with a reaction that they don't really want. So mm. one in five people, 20 percent say that they have ended a relationship or a friendship with someone because how they behaved when they were angry, uh, according to the British Association of Anger Management. 
Um, and, and for me, I, I'm very much so a person that I don't give up on people. I, I'm I, every relationship, whether it be a friendship, a love relationship, family, I am very, very often the first person to say, I'm sorry to come through and admit they're wrong. Just because a lot of the time I feel like my relationship with that person is much more important than whatever the issue is at hand. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of feelings that you feel like I, I, I remember even recently reaching out to somebody and referencing, Hey, I think that maybe that this is something that we should both work on. It was the most recent thing as I tried to do the like team up thing where I was like, we should both work on our anger knowing that I'm like not an angry person at all. Um, And it didn't go well. Uh, Not well. Uh, It did not go well at all. I tried, I even tried marrying their mom and and it didn't work out, but it it didn't work out well, (laughs) seriously. And it made me like really upset. And honestly, the biggest feeling that I can pinpoint is like resentful. Mm. I mean, look, here I am trying to be a good friend, help people out. And it's being met with negativity. I know that I'm a nice person, but I have so many faults. And if I was in their case, I would love for my friends to reach out if they saw something that I was really struggling with. Mm-hmm. Like my friend Billy did when he saw that I was struggling a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. In our friendships, and to some degree with family members too, we don't often have the conversation about like, well, what does it mean to you to be a friend? What does it mean to you to be a friend? You know, like if I'm doing something where you're worried about me, like I want you to tell me. Not everybody feels that way. Some people don't want to be confronted, but like we need to make it possible and really encourage people to have those conversations sort of like people do when they're dating just by necessity as you're getting to know somebody. But like with friends, people often will assume, oh, this person just gets me. But we need to have more of those conversations about when things are hard, what do you need? Or when you get angry, like, what are you like? Or if I'm worried about you, do I have your permission to say something before anything happens? You follow me? Yeah. You know, it's like, like you said, every girlfriend that I've had, we have that conversation. That's right. But all of my friends, like, it's not like you're friends and you're, you're going, you're at Disneyland on like the third time that you're hanging out with this person. And you're like, you're really cool, man. We should be friends. And then they go, yeah, we should be friends. And then you go, so now that we're friends, how should I deal with you having an issue in your life? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, right. it's not really as, uh, it's not as simple, I guess, as, as it sounds to have that conversation. And so I, and I, I, I'd like to say, I speak for a lot of the listeners that, you know, when you're a kid, you can be like, do you want to be my friend? And they're like, yeah, we're, you, we're friends. Most of the time when I make friends, I just hang out with somebody for too long. And then I'm now part of their life forever. Like that's Mm -hmm. really like how it works. Um, but I guess for me, like one question that I have is, am I valid in feeling resent towards somebody that, is mad that I inserted, in their mind, I inserted my opinion into their life that they don't necessarily want. Am I allowed to feel mad about that? Because I know that if somebody inserted an opinion into my life that I didn't want, I would be like, get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think um, you are entitled to feel whatever you feel. It's what you do with it. So whether it's anger, resentment, whatever it is, if you and a friend or a family member have not had a conversation in advance, then you're just going on your gut, basically. 
And so it's really helpful to be clear, which I think you are, Alex, about your own values, like what is most important to you. If you've been in a situation, and tell me, have you been in a situation where you saw a friend or a family member going down a destructive path and you didn't say something and then they crashed and then you feel like shit about yourself because you didn't say it? Oh, man. Okay, so this is actually a perfect question for me. I think about that all the time. You know, I think about I think about that in, in all of in all of the different ways. I'm very, very healthy. I'm very, very active. And when my father had a heart attack in 2017, I thought to myself, man, for so many meals, I've been like, dad, let's get dessert. Dad, let's get this. Dad, let's get that. Knowing that he has type 2 diabetes, knowing that heart disease runs in our family, knowing that his own father had multiple heart attacks and strokes before passing. And so when that happened, I think honestly back in 2017, it immediately put me in this mindset of if I don't do something and something wrong happens, then I'm always going to say to myself, I should have stepped in and I should have been that person. I should have helped out. And even now, like I, I forced basically forced my dad to go vegan. Big shout outs to Martin Iono. I think he's at a month now of plant-based living and I'm so proud of him. But I look at that and I go in my mind, and this is how I convinced him is, is I said, if you died, if you had another heart attack and you died and the doctor goes, well, what was he eating? And I go, um, like chocolate cake and like burgers and all this. And the doctor goes, yeah, no wonder. Why would you let him do that? And I'm going to feel that guilt. That's how I, that's just how I work. Mm-hmm. But if, if you go plant-based and you do everything that you can to avoid this, and the doctor goes, well, what was he eating? And it's like plant-based doing this, doing that. And the doctor's going to go, well, you guys did everything you could. And I can at least rest knowing that. Mm-hmm. And that is why I always consistently will fight for my friends to get out of places or to conquer things in their life because I feel like that. And because I feel like that and I have this whole massive inner monologue in my stomach and my brain and my heart, when it's met back with leave me alone or you're you're not the one to judge or whatever it is it, it, i can't help but feel um disrespected i can't help but feel that somebody's not grateful for my friendship and the fact that i care i can't help but feel like this person doesn't value me as a friend as much as i value them as a friend or as a family member whatever it is and and it just kind of creates these feelings so uh, i guess with my giant massive rant, I have one simple question. Uh, what do I do? <laughs> All right. Well, thankfully, I have a couple of suggestions. Um, and and if he actually talked about this in the earlier segment when he mentioned about boundaries. So when you're considering having a conversation with a friend because you're or a family member because you're worried about them doing something that's really harmful to them, it's not about you being right. It's about genuinely caring about the other person and about keeping it real. And my guess is that the people in your life, Alex, know that you keep it real. So even if you've not had the friendship instruction manual conversation with them, they know that about you. And so where boundaries come into it is um, I'm going to give you my definition of boundaries because I have been thinking about this a lot recently. And so having boundaries with people is when you are communicating with the other person in a way where the dignity of both people is respected. 
So it's not like you're going in there with a friend and you're right and they're wrong and you're going to show them the right way and, you know, condescending, disrespectful like that. It's really where you're like, I care about you. This is what I see. I'm here for you. But you know that I have to keep it real. And so that's why I'm saying something. And then you have to let that shit go mm-hmm. um, so that you can say to yourself, I spoke up and I said something because really we don't have any control over other people's behavior. But what you can communicate to them is I see you, I love you, and I'm here for you. And if and when you're ready to go down a different path, I will support you 100%. Mm. I don't even know what to say. That's just perfect. I, I, I don't even know what to say um, other than. What if that doesn't work? And that's what we're going to hit in this final segment. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. Uh, But when we get back, we got Iffy back. We got Karen here. We got myself, Alex. I don't know. We're talking about helping friends in low places. And we have one more segment to go. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the Body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? 
That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All right, we are back. We have had some great conversations talking about helping friends in low places. Ify Wadiway is here. Karen Ehrlichman is here. I am here. I'm Alex Iono. This is Let's Get Into It. And we're going to get into this last segment, which is how to stage an intervention. Dun, dun, dun. Um, During the break, I was actually informed that while I've been saying this earlier, I've been saying that there's loads of different types of interventions. Apparently... I'm using the term wrong. Karen, please inform us more about that. Well, it is correct that there are different kinds of interventions. And I think oftentimes, unfortunately, people have this magical idea that intervention is like sprinkling paprika on something. You know what I mean? Like just put a little condiment on it and that's going to make it all better. Like doing an actual intervention is a very serious thing. And there are, there actually are different kinds of interventions. So I would love to hear from the two of you, like when you think about an intervention in your own mind, like what do you picture? What do you think is actually included in that? This is not a test. Okay. For me, like, I think it's a gathering of close friends and maybe family uh, and kind of, uh, you know, uh, approaching them uh, through sneaky means, uh, usually like telling them that we're all having a party and it's like, psych, it's an intervention. (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) I like that. Uh, I think the same. Honestly, I think of like, I think of um, How I Met Your Mother. They do a lot of like those like friend interventions with each other. And it was very, it's always just literally the whole cast just waiting for somebody. And they're like, you know, you like the person walks in and they're like, okay, I brought the potato salad. And they're like, what's going on? And they go, this isn't a party. This is an intervention. Like, that's honestly like how I see it happening. <laughs> um, and mm. I'm now laughing because I have a feeling I can't, yeah. we're not even together, but I can hear Karen's, uh, you are so wrong energy coming at me. So Karen, tell me, uh, tell us, inform all of us, <laughs> even the listener, what, uh, what an actual intervention is. Okay, so the biggest overarching thing that I can say about any kind of intervention is that shame is never an effective strategy. I have never seen that work. Making people feel like shit about themselves is never liberating for anybody. So I just want to start with that right there. Like there are the interventions that you can plan for, like the one you bring potato salad to um, (laughs) or double stuffed Oreos. But um, sometimes what you have is a crisis intervention. Like sometimes there is no time to plan and you just have to act like in a situation where there's domestic violence or there's child abuse. Now, for me, I am legally mandated to do something. So that's different. Like if you're a teacher or a clergy person or a therapist or whatever, like those people are legally required to report. But there may be a situation in in which someone is being harmed and you don't have time, you have to be able to plan on the spot, like show up at the house. We're going to get the person out of the house. And, but you have to know what you're going to do afterward. So, because it's, you know, you have to have somebody who can be very cool headed in a crisis intervention and you have to have some kind of plan in place, at least a temporary plan. So that's one kind of intervention. The other kind that I feel like is more of what we've been talking about are interventions that you can plan where you're going to bring friends or family members together to sit down with somebody and to like have a get real conversation with them. In those situations, you also need to have a plan because just imagine like you have a friend who's like drinking or using drugs and they they've lost their job, they've lost their significant other or they're physically ill or whatever it is. If you if you imagine that you're going to get them to the point where they will say, damn, you guys are right. Like, what was I thinking? What should I do? You need to have the answer. Like there are professional interventionists, right, who get paid a lot of money to orchestrate all of this. But the majority of people cannot afford professional intervention or they don't know where to find that person. But when you are organizing an intervention for somebody you love and you're bringing family or friends together, you need to have all your information lined up so that if you have that direct conversation with that person with love and respect and they say, okay, I will do whatever it is that you say. Like, I know you guys love me. I know you care about me. And this is hard for me, but I'm willing to do whatever you say. Then you need to have everything lined up. You know, you can't be like, well, gee, what should we do now? It's over. If, If that happens, it's over. You're screwed. So you need to know, like, what are the options? Or you can say, like, we're taking your ass to an AA meeting tonight. Or we're going to, you need to go to a shelter or you, but like you need to have a plan. So having somebody in that friend group or family group 
who's the organizer, who's gathering the information, and then figuring out who is the person who can best deliver the message, because you don't want that person feeling ganged up on. And two, you don't want to look like an ass. You need to have everything ready to go. So it sounds like actual interventions, like the way that you're talking about them, Karen, are better used in more serious situations like addiction or something very heavy. Um, What if it's not something so serious? Like maybe you just have a friend who's seeing the world in a very cynical way or somebody who is just kind of starting slowly down a bad path and you want to just step in and let them know you care about them, you're worried about them. Right. Like, let's say it's somebody who you see getting into like one unhealthy relationship after another, right? Like, even if it's not like abuse or you see somebody who seems like they're really restricting their eating and they're like losing a lot of weight and you're like maybe concerned they might have an eating disorder, but you're not sure. But it's a really sensitive topic to comment on somebody's weight that way. One of the pieces of feedback that I have gotten as a therapist consistently, like 100% of the time, at the end of working with somebody where I will say to them, you know, is there anything you wish we had talked about that we didn't talk about? 100% of the time people have said to me, I wish you had pushed me more. And so um, that doesn't mean like be mean or pick on people, but it means you know, to talk about the things, to be able to say, and I will say this, and I think this applies to an intervention, I just want you to know I'm going to push back a little bit right now. So I think people get defensive, kind of like if he was talking about earlier, when something comes at them like a two by four that they didn't see coming. But if you say in advance, I need to talk to you about something that's really hard because I care about you and I just want you to know I have some difficult shit I have to say. Right. So then but you come at it from that place of love first. And then it might be like, you know, I noticed that you have been isolating yourself more. We used to hang out more and now we don't like it doesn't have to be a crisis. But you don't wait until it's a crisis if you can, like you were saying, Alex, to be able to start by like, this is what I notice is happening with you. What's up with that? Small eye intervention. Okay, so we and we're talking and and this is where I kind of want to take it in terms of different types of interventions. We went from the most serious that is having a health professional there or somebody who is um, you know, an interventionist. Is that a, is that what, is that a term? Is that a thing? Right. That's right. Professional. Okay. That is the term. Then having somebody like that, uh, let's get into, <laughs> I want to get into some other types of interventions, even if it is something that's not as big as having a group of a circle of people with written pre-written speeches that they need to get off of right. their chest and a full plan. Um, but not necessarily the first conversation you have. I think we've kind of, we've kind of crushed both of those really, really well. So what if you've actually already talked with somebody about this issue before and then some time has passed and you're ready to try it again? So if somebody wanted to have an intervention for you, what would you want them to say? That they're marrying my mother. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I had to get I had to do it one more time. I had to hit it one more time. Oh, okay. Um I'm done with the marrying mom jokes, okay? Uh that is a great question. I don't even have an answer for that right now. Iffy, do you have an answer? Uh, no, I, 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 no, I don't think so. Like if somebody said, like you have a, let's say a roommate said, you know, I noticed you've been doing a lot of online shopping lately and I'm wondering if, okay, this is sounds so stupid. Like only a therapist would say this. If (laughs) if you're using shopping to cope with some uncomfortable feelings, like how would a normal person say that? Let's see. I guess if somebody were to Mm -hmm. say, 
um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like Dylan. Dylan's like my best friend and he's so straight up with me. And I, that's one of my favorite right. things about him. So I feel like for him, he's allowed to say some shit that like other friends aren't allowed to say. Like he could be like, dog, why are you not eating? Eat. Mm-hmm. And I could be like, oh, damn. All right. You're right. I, what I do really like is kind of what if he had mentioned in the first segment, which was like going out, doing a whole different activity, trying to like kind of breaking the ice of getting more personal with me and then bringing up like a, hey, how is this going in your life? Even if it's a problem that you already know the answer to. I think that to me is the best way to connect, at least with me. So you're not going to like lead off with hitting someone over the head. No, but it's weird because like with Dylan, he could totally hit me over the head with a two by four of information. Like he could be like, dude, you need to blank or whatever it is. (laughs) And that's totally fine because I've built that relationship with him. But in terms of in terms of doing it with somebody that doing hitting a a friendly, a friend, a a friend intervention is what I'm going to call it. Oh, nice. I don't I'm really kind of I'm really kind of mixed, you know, like that's why I think my question is for you. Like I've been mentioning and referencing this issue that I've been having with a friend of mine and it's not nothing's really working and it's not I I, I don't want to give too much information, but it's not drug abuse. It's not alcohol abuse. It's not anything that would require um, what I now know as uh, a full-blown intervention, but the simple conversations in every other way that I've tried it, um, sans marrying mom, I know I said I wouldn't say it again, but I had to. Uh, <laughs> I've tried every, I've tried everything else. And so in my mind, I was like, oh, we should have an intervention, but now I'm learning that that's not necessarily the only thing that is left for me to try and so I guess that's really where I'm coming from with this question of what intervention is there that's not going out and grabbing lunch with a friend and then catching up and then saying hey I need to talk to you about something because nothing else is really working so some of it is you have to answer to yourself at the end of the day right so like if you say nothing and that person continues to spiral down and then they crash and burn, kind of like what you were saying about your dad earlier, then you're going to feel like I I disappointed myself, right? Like I didn't live up to my own values for myself. So to be like, I'm just thinking of somebody who's more of like an acquaintance friend or sort of like a friendish person, but isn't like your best friend where you might say, listen, I um. I may be stepping out of line here. You're not trying to sell somebody something or persuade them of something. When you come from that place of care and concern, people are less likely to be defensive. They may still not do the thing you want them to do right away. What they remember is like, oh, Alex actually cares about me and he wants what's best for me. And I don't know if I'm ready to look at this, but I will remember this conversation. Mm. Okay, great. Now I have a question to kind of close this whole thing out with both of you guys. Do you guys feel like there's a point in time with a friend in a low place that you say this per I can't, I've done everything I can to help this person and they're just not going to listen to what I have to say. So I'm going to dun, 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 give up. Ooh. Yeah, no, it's for me. I do feel like there are times where you've tried so much and you, you're not getting through to them. And you 
you kind of have done everything that's in your power, but they're just not listening and they refuse to change. And you kind of have to like, for me, it's like, Oh man, I, I'm just going to distance myself. And when you've changed the things I'm asking you to change, we can connect. But right now the way you're living your life just isn't working for me. Damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've maybe done that once or twice where it's just like, Hey, you know, love you but you know it seems like i'm not getting through to you and i just can't uh continue down this path Hmm. karen you have anything to add to that i do um because this is not only something i have dealt with professionally but personally so i I had a friend who got in a relationship with someone who was a straight up sociopath and about Two months into them dating, I just saw some shit that was really disturbing to me. And so I basically said to them, like, I love you and I care about you, but I cannot be around you and your girlfriend anymore. Like, I need to just like have I still want to hang out with you. I will still want to spend time with you. But I'm very concerned about this person that you're dating. But I need to take care of myself. And so, P.S., they got married and we're not friends anymore. So that's an outcome that happens sometimes. That does sometimes happen. But the thing is, like, I said it up front. So I felt like I was standing in my integrity. And I am genuinely concerned about that person's well-being. And and that marriage has been very destructive for their family. But, like, I could not maintain my self-respect and pretend that it was okay. I just couldn't do it. Mm. Wow. Look, I think we learned a whole lot today. Obviously, there is high, high risk. You could lose your friend like you did, Karen. Um, But you also have the opportunity to really help somebody get out of a situation that they didn't know how to get out of in the first place, like my friend Billy did for me. I think as long as you approach a situation that might be so delicate, but you approach it with kindness and empathy and love and a good heart, then you have the opportunity to really help somebody out uh, who might be in a very, very dark place. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're going to end this on a... We're, I know that the, the topic kind of ended on the breaking friendships with people or relationships Sorry with people. Sorry for the downer, it's okay. but no, I, had to, it's, I had to get real. I had to get real. <laughs> it had to happen because it is a reality of life, but we're going to take it up a little bit of a notch. Karen, you plug yourself on all of the episodes, but I'm going to make you do it first this time because if he needs to see what a shameless promo is like, give it to us. <laughs> okay. There's no shameless promo. There's just promo. <laughs> you can Zing. follow me on uh, Instagram or Twitter at KE Replenish or my website, KarenErlichman.com. Love it. Iffy, now that you know it, now that you see it, give us some shameless promo or apparently promo. <laughs> uh, that'll be Iffy Wadi Way on Twitter and Instagram, If D's on Twitch and Nightly on Twitch. You can catch me hosting Super Punch live at twitch.tv forward slash Super Punch. And of course, check out Nerdificent and Who Shot You? Oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys both so much for coming on this podcast. I'm Alex Iono. This is Let's Get Into It, and we will see you next time. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.